Hey, Guy, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Nice to be here, Mark. Yeah, good, uh, good, to, good to chat. Obviously, we know each other a little bit industry-wise and good to get you on and talk about some of the stuff you, you, you're seeing in terms of blockchain, Web3. And before we get into that, uh, maybe just a bit of a high level, you know, what you do, your background, obviously the relevance to the, the topics we're going to be chatting about. Yeah, I've been in Thailand about 12 years now um, and I came out here, I was working for a hospitality company um, and then I started my own recruitment business about five years ago. And then since then, um, COVID hit, um, I've started going into different aspects of recruitment, started doing Web3 recruitment, um, got my first client um, in Brazil of all places. And then it sort of grew from there. And, um, and I've had clients all across the world now, South America, Dubai, um, you know, Europe, Australia. So it's just grown and grown the last three, four years. Um, and I didn't expect it to be like that. I thought I'd just do it for, you know, a few months during COVID to see me through. And then I, I from my original recruitment company, I grew my other company called Blockchain Careers. And that's been developed over the last two or three years. So that's more specific to Web3 recruitment. And I can see that growing and growing over the next few years, certainly. Cool. Well, uh, I, there's a load of stuff I want to get into on that. Um, you know, it's an interesting space we're in. It's extremely turbulent, uh, has its peaks and its troughs without doubt. And um, yeah, we'll get into some of that. But I, before we do, I'd love to hear your your description of what is Web3, you know, it's a it's a, a hashtag, it's a buzzword. It means mm -hmm. a number of different things. And um, yeah, with all guests that have come on, I've been kind of asking them just to give their, you know, their, their description. What is Web3? What does it mean? What does it encompass for, you know, the people who are starting to learn about this space? Yeah, I think ultimately it, it means lots of different things to lots of different people, um, depending on who you ask and what part of, web three they're from or what part of web two they're from um to me it just means decentralization it went away from one powerpoint whether it's like google or facebook or whatever it means that you're giving power back to the people that everyone can be a stakeholder and i think that's um that's quite important in, in, in these difficult times to not just have you know one one company like google governing over everything you can have everyone as a stakeholder, whether it's through uh, DAOs or NFTs or whatever you want to call it. It's everyone's a stakeholder in in this Web3 space. Is that what attracted you to, to the Web3 space? Was it part of that kind of, you know, decentralization, the, the getting away from the kind of conglomerates and yeah. Uh, yeah, after a while it did. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, originally I got into it probably Oh God, 2016, uh, started buying Ethereum, Bitcoin, didn't really know what I was doing. <laughs> and, and like a lot of people. That's, that's a bit of luck. Good timing then. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just really copied a friend, really. Uh, he just gave me the advice and I started buying it. And then and then from there, I read up about it because I was like, well, what am I, I don't know what I'm doing. And then I just, and then through recruitment, and through speaking to lots and lots of different people, I speak to candidates every day and I learn from those candidates. Yeah, I've, I've, I, that's what attracts me now to it, is the fact that it's um, a little bit different and hopefully it can sort of break up these corporatocracies that we seem to 
uh, beyond right now, you know? Yeah, true. I mean, there's a bit of an irony there, really, because, and maybe you could segue to my next question, and, and maybe we dig that apart in a minute, because this kind of going mainstream element to it also gets away from that. And, and what I wanted to ask, I mean, you know, last year it was a massive year for NFTs, for you know, which is part of the the, the Web three space as such, and and now that's kind of collapsed in in many ways, but it's also becoming more mainstream at the same time. And you know, in terms of business adoption, how brands are leveraging the tech, are you are you seeing that? Do you have any kind of perspective? Obviously, with someone who's working inside the the corporate space and looking at the job market, are you seeing ba ba brands, excuse me, leverage this technology now? You know, rather than it being this this what it was for the last couple of years, all just about you know, digital collectibles, NFTs? Yeah, I, I, there is success stories and there's not such success stories. I mean, Starbucks, I think, have done a good job. They're yeah. you know, like a loyalty program with NFTs and stuff, and the way they've done it is quite interesting. Um, they haven't just done it just to make money. They've done it to, to make their customers stakeholders in their brand, which is quite an intelligent thing to do. Mm -hmm. um, but then I think it's over the next year, two years, I think it's in a way better that companies, I think you've got Adidas that have teamed up with Boards Eight Club or Boards, what's it called? Boards? Board Yacht Club. Board Eight yeah. Club. Board Yacht Club, yeah. Um, and then you've got other brands. I think Budweiser teamed up with the NFT horse racing company. Um, and then I think it's, better at the moment because a lot of brands don't really understand like web3 yeah so you have porsche that have tried to do it themselves and just release loads of nft 911s and they were meant to do i think over seven thousand, and they got to a thousand and they hadn't sold any yeah. so they stopped stopped minting it but that's because they tried to do everything themselves and they didn't partner with a, a traditional well not traditional but a web3 company that knew what they're doing um, and I think that's key because if, if, or if you like Nike, they buy into that space through, I think it's Artifact uh, Studios. Mm -hmm. They they bought that studio. So they've got a, a access into Web3. But I think if, if a company just tries to do it by themselves, chances are they're probably going to fail because they probably don't know it inside out like the experts at the moment, you know? Yeah, interesting. The Starbucks one is is interesting been kind of following it i don't know how much you've been following it but do you think they are you know getting to the web three if you want to call it that the nft audience within their existing user base or do you think they're breaking out of that and i know that this is speculative you probably don't don't think any of us have really the data on it but for me it's interesting to know is this making it more mainstream or do you think it's still the the people who understand nfts jumping on the the now the starbucks bandwagon or yeah um i think it's a bit of both i mean i think it we've got a long way to go before the mainstream market understand it even you know even you know 50 percent of the market understanding it it's yeah. going to take you know it's going to take a while to educate people but i think the more that mainstream bands take it on board and and maybe do it with a little bit of a twist then i i think it will it will it will gradually you know the public will understand it more but um yeah i mean i think there's there's loads of use cases out there i mean i, I personally think that 
it'll probably take like a web three gaming to do it. It'll just go through the roof and then yeah. everyone will start to understand web three. But I think something like Starbucks just doing like an individual NFT or something for a loyalty, I, that's not going to be enough for the mainstream to understand the market more. Yeah. Interesting. I, yeah, I, I kind of hoped it's getting to, um, you know, a wider audience, but when I listen to other podcasts and, you know, the, the guys from Vayner three and stuff it, and the guests they have on, it does feel like there's still a lot of let's leverage the existing crypto market. If you want to, or the, the, the crypto savvy people and bring, you know, and grow a, a community for our brand that we don't currently have that is savvy that way. And it feels like we've got to, those that has to go away at some point for this to become mainstream. Yeah. It has to be about, you know, my mum or, you know, yeah, yeah no, it's getting, it's getting, getting, you know, accessing something on her smartphone and not understanding it's an NFT. That part does not need to be important. That just needs to be the, the technology that drives the interaction, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like my dad just visits me here in Chiang Mai a few weeks ago and he says, I've been trying to buy Bitcoin for, for over a year, but his bank won't allow him to buy the Bitcoin. And this is back in the UK. And like, what I don't understand is like, you know, it, it's just crazy. I, I thought because I lived in Thailand, I thought anyone could do that. But it's not the case at all. There's, there's still places in Europe that don't allow traditional banks can just say, no, you're not using that much, which sounds ridiculous to me. And I'm sure there's way, ways around it. You can maybe put it into PayPal and then and then do it that way or something. But in a, for a standalone bank to do that is is crazy, you know, so um but maybe it's better that he didn't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good story, though, because that that's a great example, though, because actually, yeah, I mean, the fact is, from his point of view, he's obviously looking at markets, he's understanding this stuff, and then he's going, oh, I just want to buy this now with my fiat currency, and there's a block straight away, which is not good. So, No, yes. exactly. And I, I think some there's another point attached to that as well um, in the fact that um, – I think sometimes, because you mentioned this as well, like how brands like Starbucks or Porsche are trying to leverage the Web3 community, but we've got to be careful that we don't sort of out-niche ourselves in the yeah. fact that we're just a small community that never grows. And I see it in Telegram groups. You know, I'm part of a lot of different Telegram groups and some you know, some person, for example, like my dad or my mum would come into the group and they're just instantly just, oh, who are you? Like, you know, you don't know anything and this sort of attitude. And it's yeah. like, you know, we've got, to, we've got to be kind to people so then they can learn and then they can spread the word. Because if if you become too um, insular, then you're never going to grow. It's, and no one's going to want you either, you know? So. Yeah, it's a really valid point. I like that. It's a, I mean, it's a good statement. We've got to be careful not to out-niche ourselves because I think, yeah, it's really true. We've got to, we've got to get away from all these... The, the, we've got to get away from the telegrams of the world and the acronyms and, and just leverage the tech for what it's good for, right? So, Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, just to, to shift gears slightly, yeah, obviously you're in the... The, the recruitment market let's face it it's not an easy time just generally in 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 uh recruitment right now anyway in terms of what's happening in the world obviously we had a lot of layoffs with tech companies in the first quarter this year and and you know with the crypto space which ultimately is where all of this stuff has sprouted from you know that's going through its you know current bear market what what are you seeing and 
maybe maybe a twofold question here. You know, what are you seeing generally in terms of activity, uh, but also more specifically, I suppose, to marketing people as well who are starting to look at how's this going to change their job? What are the opportunities? And I'm not saying tomorrow, but over the next two, three, four, five years in terms of this space. So a couple of questions there, but yeah. Yeah, I think at the moment, you're right, it is a tough time. I think a lot of companies are just building at the moment. Um, they're, you know, they're not necessarily hiring the marketing business development people like they were during the, the bull market. Um, and it's there's been a lot of layoffs. I think Polycom mentioned last week there was like 20%. They're getting yeah, rid I of saw that which is like 100 people, which doesn't sound a lot, but in the Web3 space, that is quite a lot, you know? And for them to do it, because most of the NFTs are, are minted on Polygon, so for them to do it, it's quite a statement for me. But I think, I, I can see this light at the end of the tunnel. I think most of the layoffs, the main layoffs that have been done, and I think, you know, depending on what happens with the market conditions in the next six months, I think... People are, the marketing jobs are starting to come back because um, people realize if they're going to grow, they need marketing, right? So they can't do without a marketing director. So a lot of the roles are coming back, but you're just not seeing the massive half million dollar roles with equity anymore. Yeah. And people are realizing that they can't, they're pricing themselves out the market by asking for too much money. So I speak to a lot of candidates every day and I said, look, you know, you haven't worked for two or three months. You can't be expecting like a ridiculous salary anymore. You're just going to have to be reasonable and just take what you can. And then, then if you get equity, then grow with a startup or grow with that company. But what I am seeing as well is, is like we're saying um, before, we touched upon before, that there is more mainstream adoption. You know, you have companies like IBM, uh, Deloitte, um, you know, companies like Google, et cetera, that are employing blockchain developers, but also marketing people as well. So I think that in the future could be a massive thing because at the moment they're just building these separate little uh, niche uh, departments within within those companies. But I think in the future it, that could develop as Web3 gets bigger and bigger into a lot of these um, companies recruiting from startups and recruiting from people that have had experience in this space. And again, the salaries could be a lot bigger than what they are now. Um, and I think that's massive in the next 12 months is, is going into that mainstream adoption. And yes, there's still going to be startups, but I think that's the future in stabilizing the industry and stabilizing the roles in the industry is is getting this more mainstream adoption. And you have like VW's just started um, employed like a blockchain development specialist and they've got their own blockchain department and they've started up uh, VW Digital Garage, which is like a metaverse project. So yeah, I think there's, there's big things happening in these bigger companies. And I think as that grows, there's gonna be a lot of demand from these startups or Polygon, whatever it might be, across to these more sort of traditional industries, you know. It's it, that, you know, Metaverse, actually, you just brought it up. It's you know, Let's chat about it a bit because that, that's the one job title I do see on LinkedIn. You mm. know, I don't see, I see a lot of developer titles. I see a lot of developer roles getting posted. I don't see, you know, 
the kind of Web3 marketing. I, I don't even know what the role name would be, but I do see a lot of, you know, kind of head of metaverse or what what are you, in your mind, you know, this metaverse thing for me is a little bit loosely defined, actually, because there's been some good stories. There's been some pretty atrocious ones in terms of the money spent and things that have been rolled out. But yeah, what do you have a, what, how do you see the metaverse as something that sits inside a business and, and you know, what, what are the roles that sit around that in terms of marketing people and the stuff they do? Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting point. There's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of roles that are coming into um, the market that are from the metaverse. I mean, even in Thailand, there's, there's a lot of roles, a lot of startups, but again, it's 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 whether or not people fully understand the metaverse and 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 what's going to happen with it, etc. Um, in terms of marketing roles, there's there's mainly um, it's mainly sort of development roles that are, that are coming on the market at the moment. But again, I'm sure there's like mm. marketing going to come around that in the future. But I think it's like a it's like I was saying the other day to my friend, it's like a seminal moment in the industry where it could go either way. But I think the metaverse, what, especially what's happening in Dubai at the moment, it seems like everyone in Web3 um, is moving to Dubai. So I okay. think that and Abu Dhabi as well, they're putting a lot of money through Abu Dhabi. And I think that's going to become like a real metaverse hub in the future. And it's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out. Um, and I think, yeah, I think... Again, what we're saying with NFTs is the same with with the metaverse. I think they need to partner with uh, uh, Web3 brands that are already understanding the metaverse to go into the metaverse because otherwise they just do it themselves that they won't be able to do it, you know? What do you think the role of um, of agencies are in this space? If, if you know, I, I know we didn't really cover this off before, but... I ask it because I've been, you know, doing a fair bit of research and having conversations with agencies and there seems to be, there are these Web3 agencies, right, which have sprouted up, I think mostly around driving campaigns around NFT launches probably last year more so yeah. when the market was high. You've then got the traditional media advertising agency space that's been around for, for donkey's years, but are starting to create little divisions and doing a lot mm. of education. Do you, do you have any view on the agency space? It seems disintegrated in terms of Web 2 versus Web 3, and there feels like a bit of catch-up that's happening with your traditional agencies. I, I don't know if you've had any exposure to agencies or how you see their role in this in terms of working with brands. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of Web 3 agencies that cropped up over the last few years, and, you know, some good, some bad, I think. The same with development houses. Um, there's a yeah, lot right. of houses that even here in Thailand, there's a few in, in Pattaya and Bangkok and um, and I get messages from them every day. But it's just, I think with a lot of startups now that get funding, they want to build their own team. They don't want to use agencies. Mm -hmm. um, and I think if they get a lot of funding, they try and build out their own uh, marketing teams, everything that's trying to do it themselves but it depends on how much funding they get. And if it's just two people, they can't do it all themselves. So they have to reach out to Web3 agency. But like you were saying, as it's becoming more mainstream, there's going to be more traditional Web2 agencies that are coming into the space. And maybe in a way they could maybe not do a better job, but understand things from 
web two more. And if you have a company like, you know, a Starbucks or Porsche or whatever that are trying to, you know, understand web three, then it might be better to come from web two space that, that you know, yeah. in, in, into, into that, you know? Yeah, that's, I, I'd agree with you. I, I mean, I think this, I kind of, this kind of web two, web three thing, I think is sometimes not the best descriptor really, because it, there is a kind of web 2.1, web 2.2, you know, there's a, there's a journey here. Right. And I think people coming in just as these kind of web three experts are not necessarily the best verse, particularly inside a business to, to work out how you leverage this stuff and what you do, because yeah, there is, there is a bit of a transitional period, right? Yeah. I mean, I've hired SEO people, right. And, and that's basically web two, but for a web three company. Yeah. Right. And, you know, they still need web two. And, you know, I, I've, I've hired um, paid marketing people, you know, that need to understand obviously Google and the yeah. searches and everything. So it's, it's, there is, you're right. There's, there is a massive crossover and just to go all into web three, nothing's ready for that. Mm. And you still need to, your website still needs to be visible. You still need to do marketing. You still need to develop Twitter, whatever it might be. And they're all web two, right? So yeah, exactly. um, there is a crossover. And that's why I was saying that sometimes these web two um, marketing agencies might understand things better than just purely web three. Because Web three, they might not, they might not get the whole three hundred and sixty. You know. Yeah, totally agree. I think you think you're totally right there. Um, advice you would give to marketing people in Web two, and or you know, even if they're not marketing people, but wanting to learn about how this makes sense in terms of what they should be doing next and what the future is, and yeah, what what you have advice to those to to kind of you know your traditional Web two marketing digital marketing people trying to understand a little bit more about web3 and and work out mm. where the benefits are yeah i i my main advice is to not um not just i've seen a lot of web2 marketing people just discard web3 because of what's happened recently with ftx and yeah. you name it terror and what ust whatever you want to call it um, and because of that, they said, right, we're just going to, we're, we're not interested in even talking about any Web3 role. So I've been approaching people from Google, IBM. We're not speaking to you because of what's happened with FTX. And I think that's that's a big mistake because it's like, I don't know, it's like your football team loses one day and then you just, you just you know, you, know, you stop supporting your team. You, you need to just look at the bigger picture and then and keep learning and and keep developing your skills because one day they might not be relevant anymore right so uh, what i do is do as many courses through blockchain council um there's loads and loads of online courses understand more about the industry put it on your linkedin account put it on your cv and get get yourself out there because a lot of people um i've worked with you know companies in europe and they do hire people from google and IBM and companies like that, but they've got to show an interest and, you know, they've got to go to meetups and whatever and show that they're, they're keen or even go on podcasts like this one. And then people will see that and then they get picked up by the industry, but just to discard the whole industry because of one, you know, one problem um, is uh, a bit short sighted really. Yeah. I agree. Actually, you, you remind me of a, someone else who answered that question a, 
few podcasts ago said actually now is the time to have a dabble and and try something and you know limited risk limited you know cost exposure all sorts of reasons right now to to go and experiment and do something if you're a a brand manager and you want to go and you know work with a subset of customers so yeah i agree it's it's good advice Uh, yeah, I mean, even if you're working in, you know, in a traditional sort of Web2 company, you can easily do, you know, help a startup at the weekend or just on the side or something and, you know, get get your foot in the door that way. And I think that's, that's a great idea. You don't have to jump ship straight away, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, at least try, try and do something rather than just cut it all off. Because I've spoken to maybe 20, 30% of the people that I speak to now, you know, from traditional, you know, marketing companies, um, you know, like Google, like the Facebooks, they, they don't even want to, you know, speak to me, which I, I, I find completely crazy, but it, you know, it's, it's up to them what they do, but I, I just, I don't understand it to be honest, because I, I think this is, this is something that's not going to stop going forward. It's, it's the ball's already in motion, you know? Well, on that note, um, yeah, give us your, give us your predictions where, you know, where do you see this space five years from now, maybe 10 years from now, or it doesn't have to be that long. I mean, yeah, just give us your kind of, your, your future, um, expectations for this. I think we just need to get through this year first. Um, and then, <laughs> and then, um, and then I think 2024 will start picking up. Um, but I think, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it might suddenly pick up and I might be wrong, but I just think, yeah, it's start next year will be key. And then I think we'll, you know, get more mainstream brands involved this year, um, build that up and then, you know, there's a lot of new projects that are that are coming online. I think there's, there's Atos and there's a few other Web3 projects that look really, really good. Build those up and then start the next year is going to be really key, I think, for the industry. And I think the next five, six years till 2030 will be massive, but we just need to, to get through this year. It's going to take us a while to recover from, from previous... Uh, previous actions of certain individuals. But um, I think I think this year is going to be key. And if we can get through this year, then I think it'll be okay again. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the apple tree has been greatly shook in the <laughs> yeah. last few months and the bad ones have hit the ground. So yeah, it's, uh, yeah, again, agree with you. I think hard to look forward to the end of the decade, but I, you know, I think the world will look very different in terms of this technology and how it's utilized and how it's embedded into many different areas of life by the end of the decade. So. Yeah, and I don't, you know, you have, you know, investment banks like JP Morgan investing in Bitcoin and, you know, I, I, I don't think it's going to be like, you know, 2017 again. It's, I think it's too far forward. Yeah. And that, that's a real positive thing for me. It's, it's something that, um, the, you know, we always look at the negative aspects of the industry, but that, you know, I think it's 70% on its way, you know. And we just need to clean up the 30% and we should be fine, you know? Cool. Um, look, I didn't have any more questions. Um, if there was anything else you, you wanted to, to say or for me to ask, let me know. Otherwise, be great to share your details and, and let people know where they can find out more about you, maybe get in touch. Yeah, yeah. You can always find me on LinkedIn. I'm always on LinkedIn. My name, 
Guy Allison, you can find it on there. Or my website is blockchain-careers.com. Um, you can find me on there as well. Cool. I'll, um, for anyone watching or listening, I will leave those links in the show notes. So, uh, Guy, great to chat. Hopefully uh, catch up for a coffee or a beer sometime soon. Definitely. Cheers, Matt. Cheers.